found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here it is, a Thursday edition of Tidbits. This is the 10th day of August. And uh, cloudy sky to start things off, Matthew. But Yeah. Should give way to some sunshine on our shoulders. You know, the song actually, Sunshine on My Shoulders. Yes. Makes me Bernie. See, they never makes me Bernie. Re- yeah, released that version. Yeah, that, that, that was never a thing. It burns your shoulder blades because the <laughs> sun's out. Because you're bare chested. Yeah, that's right. You got you're mowing the yard. <laughs> you're walking down the street. You got to have your shirt around your waist. Don't you look tough? <laughs> Every spring it hits like 62, and there's there's dudes bare chested walking down the street. I don't. I just don't get it. Okay. I just, even in my glory days with a, you know, as a young man. Oh yeah. I didn't, you know, strut around. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> Look at me. Right. <laughs> and he, didn't you say your dad used to go bare chested? Oh yeah. Him? He'd mow the yard. Yeah. And my dad too, but you know, my dad was like a gorilla. Okay, so. <laughs> It's like he's just covered in hair. Right. My dad was not, and I, I, I inherited that from him, so yeah. I'm not, you know, same way. But it, it's just, I remember a kid, dad was riding his motorcycle down the road. What's, Dale, what's your dad wearing? Nothing. That's his hair. <laughs> that's, that's just, it's just him. It may that's look all like natural. A, it may look like a, a mohair sweater, but no, that's a, <laughs> that's body hair, kid. <laughs> uh. Now this uh, this from a climate scientist by the name of Judith Curry. She says climate change, and I'm quoting her, <laughs> is a manufactured consensus. She says scientists have an incentive to exaggerate risk to pursue fame. And fortune. Really? Yeah. She knows about that because she once spread alarm about climate change herself. Oh. Media loved her when she published a study that seemed to show a dramatic increase in hurricane intensity. But then some researchers pointed out gaps in that research. Years with low levels of hurricanes, she investigated and realized that the critics were right. So it made her realize that there is a climate change industry set up to reward alarmism. Mm. She says the origins go back to the UN Environmental Program. Some United Nations officials were motivated by anti-capitalism. They hated the oil companies. <laughs> well, you know, many of us do. And <laughs> seized on the climate change issue to more move their politics along. Huh. The U.N. created the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. You know, they've got all these names for things. We don't know what they are. No, we don't. The IPCC <laughs> wasn't supposed to focus on any benefits of warming. The IPCC's mandate was to look for dangerous human-caused climate change. Hmm. Then the national funding agencies directed all the funding, assuming there are dangerous Impacts, And again, this is all... The researchers quickly figured out 
that the way to get funded was to make alarmist claims about man-made climate change. Hmm. And again, I don't. There's nothing wrong with becoming green. I have no problem with that. Sure. But to have it shoved down your throat day in and day out and pay the aspects of going green is kind of tough to take. Yeah. You know, and it's just uh, look at gas prices right now. It, what's the reasoning? You know, I don't know. It's going up, 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 up. Yeah. We're going to be at four bucks. It's summer blend uh, is going out. We've got winter blend coming. So I, I'm guessing this go round it's going to exceed $4 and just probably keep going. Hmm. <clears throat> But anyway, you know, if you think we're ready to go pure green on automobiles, you're, you're crazy. You know, we can't. We're not there yet. You know, it's just... Yeah, we're not there yet. But we can do things to make things better. Yeah. And, and we've done some things. We've done some... Yeah, we've done a lot of things. But again, you know, these guys, you know, they make it just seem like, you know... And I... You know, you, you hear this. I've heard this for how many weeks now? July was the warmest ever. Ever on Earth. How do you know? Did you have a guy here in 2000 B.C. recording shit, <laughs> stuff on a stone? Okay. Uh, ding, sweatier, ding, ding. sweatier today than yesterday. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Muggy. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I did some Muggy. <laughs> How do you get it? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, you know... I, uh, <laughs> we just get everything shoved down our throat. Yeah. And, you know, again, I have no... We did things. We changed the, the, the ingredients we used when we put air conditioning in our vehicles and other material because it was harming the ozone. Yes. The ozone's been fixing itself, but nobody said that. Oh. <laughs> you know? They tell you that it's got a big old hole in it. Yes. And things are terrible. Yes. But when it starts to close That's itself I, back up... I, I grew up with that. Yeah. I grew up with the giant hole in the ozone layer. Oh, it's going to... Sea levels will rise. Will you yeah. know. But they don't tell you, hey, hey, look, the ozone's getting right. better. You never get good news when it comes to the climate. It's always, you know, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. So, anyway, I just found that amazing. And, you know, she's coming forward about it. You know, there are others... And, you know, the big groups pay big money to make you say big things. And here you go. According to the to a United Nations report, the Earth's ozone layer is slowly but noticeably healing. <laughs> they don't tell us that. The ozone layer is on track to recover within four decades. There you go. It is reco- expected to recover to 1980 values by 2040. So, there you go. Why haven't they been reporting on that? Well, it's, we are. Darn it. We're, so, <laughs> we're leading the charge, baby. <laughs> so, see, there is good news that it's happening to the environment. Right. Now, I'm, uh, not, I'm not saying 1980 levels were fantastic, but it's well, getting I mean, better. You know. The layer is healing thanks to decades of work to get rid of ozone-damaging chemicals. See? So we've done a good step there. So, for example, the 1989 Montreal Protocol helped eliminate 99% of ozone-depleting chemicals such as chlorofluorocarbons, also CFCs, that were used as solvents and refrigerants. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. So anyway, 
You'll only hear that here. And, if, you know, and on our webcast, of course. Yeah, it's true. On the podcast. Podcast. So we need a webcast. I can sit here and point at the camera when I'm talking. <laughs> We're fixing it. <laughs> we need we need funding to make that happen, okay? Like, we need some additional You know, that I got a control. I can zoom in right on my face. <laughs> Yes. Then you can see that we sit in here bare chested because <laughs> we're tough guys. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll take a break. It is 630 and um, we'll have more tidbits coming up. This is Tidbits. <laughs> Just don't have my wits about me today. There's something, you know. <laughs> Your wits are not about you. Maybe it's because the ozone's repairing itself. And Maybe the, you're getting too much fresh air. You know, <laughs> what's gonna What's gonna happen if that happens? The oxygen level's incredible. <laughs> People walking around with clarity and I mean, common sense. I, it I makes know. you wonder what what it was like if if we could go back several thousand years and reappear here right and see if there is a distinct difference in sure you know breathing right of course we'd be standing next to a tree because none, good of point. This, none of this would be here right everything would be yeah. woods not the deadly woods in the south but you know normal woods in the north <laughs> i've just never heard that about the woods of the south i didn't know they were so deadly yeah here's by the way, the update, and you had this yesterday. You were ahead of the game as to where that winning Mega Millions ticket was sold, Neptune Beach. Yeah. Is that well known for bodybuilders, Neptune? You hear that and you just think, this guy's strutting around, pumping iron, like they used to in California. Back in the 70s. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Back in the 70s. Yeah. You saw all this in California. Right, they're they're they on, the out on the beach by the beach. There yeah. they are. Yeah, working out. Yeah. All the girls, you know. Is that the way it is today? I I doubt it. Okay. I'm just, you know, the 70s were a weird, and it was just a weird decade. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's pretend you and the family right. on, your, on your next fall break. Okay. Go to an Airbnb. All right. Okay, here you okay. go. We're at Airbnb. Here's a host that's been slammed for leaving their guests with a ridiculous amount of rules. On all the surfaces of the property, <laughs> including potted plants and doorknobs. What? A woman from Texas went on a weekend getaway with the family and a few friends, but the rental took away the feeling of being on vacation. <laughs> a TikTok video showed most of the rules, warned renters against touching fragile property, <laughs> including a supposedly 10,000-year-old room divider. That would break. A 10,000 year old. <laughs> 10,000 years. So that's, that's you're sitting next to, you know, Ugg. Ding, ding, ding. Talking about the weather. <laughs> His brother Og is making furniture. <laughs> Ooh, give me privacy. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Brow sweaty today. Ding, ding. <laughs> 
10,000 year old room device. 10,000 years old. Okay. It's going to break if looked at the wrong way, it says. Oh, my gosh. Other notes told the renters to not push or pull the door on the microwave, touching potted plants, or turning the lever on an antique door. (laughs) Some notes were reasonable, such as notifying renters that the microwave was automatic and didn't need to be slammed or <laughs> asking not to clean marble countertops with abrasives. <laughs> I'll, okay. go get, I'll go get some comic. <laughs> clean this up before we leave. I need some, some comments, some steel wool, <laughs> and a chisel. <laughs> We're going to get this thing spotless. Um, but others made the renters question why the property was rented out at all. Right. A note was found on a large wooden display cabinet saying, antique and fragile, please do not attempt to open or pull on knobs. <laughs> uh, all the bedrooms wow. all the bedrooms had a large warning stuck above the bed, claiming jumping was not allowed, and that any breakage of beds will be immediately passed on to renters. Okay. <laughs> a lot of folks were confused about the owner's decision to rent such a fragile property. Right? <laughs> Why are you? Why? Yeah, why? Are you just trying to make a buck? <laughs> have you ever heard of a 10,000-year-old room divider? I have not. <laughs> I, mean, I have not. How does anybody know that anything's that old when it comes to a room divider? It's, I suppose you could examine the wood. But again, it's so fragile. Maybe, maybe it's... I don't know. I mean, I, I highly doubt. I'm just saying, maybe it's just hyperbole. You know, it's like how you wake up and you're like, "Gosh, I feel like a thousand years old today." Maybe this, maybe this is just you know saying. Yeah. I'd be scared to walk around in the place. I would be too. Because if any little thing is any anything is out of whack, you're going to get nailed. So I guess uh, sitting next to the. Room divider having a cigar is not good. I guess not. <laughs> Have a cigar. I mean, you know, we've heard t- war stories when it comes to Airbnb rentals. Yes. And what they come back to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you think, like, yeah, and you've got those rules, you don't need to be in that business. Because right. People tear stuff up. They just yeah. do. Okay, here we go. I've only done it once. Been to an Airbnb? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was it good? It was great. Was it? it was fantastic. Yeah. Do you feel at home there, or are you just? It is. I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's like the one I went to was the. Um, uh, I was just by myself. Okay. And I was. I had the bottom. This this house had like a fully furnished basement. Okay, so it had bedroom, big living room area, a nice kitchen, TV, all this. I mean, it was it was pretty nice, and. Um, so I just kind of had the run of it, and they're like, "When you leave, go up the side, and you know." Sounds like a pretty good place. When you when you park, just be sure and park over here because that's out of the way of us. Yeah, I've been as long to as a, you follow the rules and you know pick up after yourself and clean up when you're done. Usually, yeah. it's it's fine. I'm really I've been to a bed and breakfast on a few occasions. I'm not real comfortable in that environment because. Mm-hmm. You know, they expect you to eat with the other guests. It's like, come on. You <laughs> Dinner's know. at six. You know, it's just. <laughs> right. So it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good cup of tea. Sure. 
Yeah, I'd rather, you know, have my breakfast alone. My, my favorite part was the bedroom. You know, since it was in the basement, the bedroom had no windows. Okay. So it was like pitch black in there. It was the best. <laughs> so no worries about white noise keeping you away. Right. I mean, it was dumb. just dark. So here we go. This from scientists. They've identified the maximum mix of heat and humidity that a human body can survive. So this is the maximum. Yeah. Okay. Even a healthy young person will die. So this is unlike you. We walked out yesterday or two days ago (laughs) and it was like, it was like 77 degrees out. Right. Dale's like, ah, it's so hot. (laughs) The sun's so hot. (laughs) It's boiling out here. And I even said to you, I'm like, dude, it's like 76 degrees outside. It was just humid. Okay? I don't, I... That sun's got to be several hundred thousand miles closer. That's my philosophy. Uh, yeah, no. So it says even a healthy young person will die after enduring six hours of 95 Fahrenheit warmth. When coupled with 100% humidity. Man. Six hours. At this point, sweat, the body's main tool to bringing down its core temperature, no longer evaporates off the skin, eventually leading to heat stroke, organ failure, and then death. Wow. This critical limit, known as wet bulb temperature, has only been breached about a dozen times, mostly in South Asia and the Persian Gulf. None of these instances lasted more than two hours, Hmm. meaning there have never been any mass mortality events linked to this limit of human survival. But, you know, extreme heat does not need to be anywhere near that level to kill you. Right. And everyone has a different threshold depending on their age, health, and other social and economic factors. Dale's is roughly 71. (laughs) I can't take it after that. Uh huh. I just, I don't know why it just feels so uncomfortable anymore to me. I I love it, man. The the week I was, the week we had, you know, temperatures in the 90s and stuff, you know, we're cleaning out mom and dad's house, sweating. It was the best, man. I loved it. I don't know what it is. The older I get, the more I the heat. Bring it on, man. I'd be just fine at Neptune Beach. So you'd like it there? I would, absolutely. Because Florida's humidity gets very high. Yes, it does. And their temperature, very, very high. But, you know, that last time I went down there a couple of years ago in the spring, Mm -hmm. and it was in early April, and it was in the mid-90s every day with high humidity. Yeah. From the first day my hair got wet to the time I left that place, it, it never, never dried. It never dried. Never dried. Yeah. Yep. That's how humid, you know, and hot it, it was. My body just, I, it just gives up. <laughs> it's basically my body sitting in a corner, rocking, hmm. saying I can't do this. By the way, yeah. Neptune Beach is 81 degrees right now. Okay. They'll have a high of 96 today. With an excessive heat warning. <laughs> no, no, who wants that, okay? Uh, who wants that? Uh, there's a whole, like the whole like eastern <laughs> seaboard of Florida is under an excessive heat warning. It's like, I'm sorry. You know, when I was down there one time visiting my sister in St. Petersburg, 
and it was uh, in the mid '90s all the time, humid, you know, terrible. Yeah, the geckos were laying there dead on Just the sidewalk, dead on the like, sidewalk, like yeah. dried up night crawlers here. Yeah, yeah. If a gecko can't handle it, <laughs> what am I doing? But yeah, old people go there and retire. Like that's know, where they go, man. And if they... it's not there, it's Arizona where it's worse. You know? Well, that's a dry heat. Well, it's 110, <laughs> but it's you know it's a dry heat. That's like turning on a furnace in your house at 110 and stepping right in front of it. Just yeah. A, a yeah. Hot wind. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a final story. After being caught stealing bicycle accessories from Walmart. A Florida man told police that he's not good at shoplifting. <laughs> he's 53 years old. Came after his arrest for taking a bicycle pump, lock, and inner tube from Walmart in Lagro or Largo. Police say the man parked his bike outside before entering the store and stashed items worth $35.88 under his T-shirt. <laughs> store security spotted the guy in action. They alerted the police. They stopped him outside. He has two prior theft convictions, so he was hit with a felony charge oh, for theft this time. Man. And did admit that he's not good at shoplifting. <laughs> That's the guy's probably only transportation's that bike. He's probably doing this out of necessity. I'm not I'm not very good at shoplifting. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of sad if you think about it because you know, he's getting mm-hmm. these supplies. His bike's right outside. You really you're right. I mean, he you probably know. needed this stuff. And then you go to this level. And again, this is a little league ball game, a little league baseball game. World Series is building up right now. You've got the regional competitions ah, and so forth. Right. Anyway, this little league baseball game that took place in Texas has a coach losing it over what he considered to be a bad call. Again, these kids are what depends on nine to twelve. Sure. All yeah. right. Anywhere in that age group. Yeah. Two teams were named Texas Phenoms, OGs, and Toros. Ten and under. So these okay, kids so these are, are ten, and under. Yeah, yeah. ten and under. Yeah. In the bottom of the third, with the Toros already demolishing the Phenoms nine to three, the Toros came in and scored another run to bump their lead to ten three. It was a close play at home, which promoted the coach of the Phenoms to come out and argue about the umpire's safe call. While the two were chirping back and forth, the ump eventually threw the coach out of the game. Hmm. Well, the coach lunged towards the ump with a punch-push combo and knocked him out. Seriously? This is a 10 and under, and you're that serious. I mean, I don't get that. You know, I've got a temper. I truly do. Yeah. Not, you know, you've never seen it. But but if I'm around the kids, I've always, because I used to coach some youth. Yeah. And, you know, it's like... It's not that big a deal. Right. Right. And it's not going to make or break their lives. Uh, yeah, you may have that terrible memory. You were called out when you were 10 years old. Sure. <laughs> you know? But at least you're not in school at the time, and it's not going on your permanent record. That's true. There is that. <laughs> you're absolutely right. It may be permanently in your brain. Right. So you got to live with that trauma forever, but still. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the guy comes out, and they're going back and forth like, and then all of a sudden he just uh, he just bam launches into him That's and the guy just and the coach is a big dude. Okay, he's a big dude. He's a big boy. 
The ump is too. The ump isn't small. Okay. All right. But um, yeah. But really, to go to that level, laid them out. You know, it's just, I don't know. You know, little league baseball is not. You know, these kids aren't out there making millions of dollars. If you're a manager of a major league baseball team and you're on the bubble of being canned, right? Yeah, you may start throwing some fits. Okay, but <laughs> but even at the major league level, it usually doesn't break out into that. Right. Right. Do you remember a few years ago when in the, in the World Series of like Little League World Series, yeah. there was that kid that was on some team and they were dominating everyone. Yeah. And the kid was like, yes, 13. Or, you know, I'm, I'm putting up air quotes, yeah, yeah. 13. And he's like a foot taller than everyone else. <laughs> he was like six foot one or two. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, the bat looked like a toothpick. Yeah. I mean, the kid was clear. You know, just, and then they found out years ago. They, you found what? What makes you feel better about winning in the, that way? You know what I mean? With yeah. a seventeen-year-old that pitches, right? <laughs> Against a bunch of like you know, like you said, like you know, twelve and under thirteen-year-old kids. Like, come on, man. I mean, does that make life any better because you cheat? It just. I did. I don't get it. It's like when you when you're a dad and you play basketball against your kid, and he's six years old. You're just you know blocking shots. And, you know, get that out of here, you know. And or the commercial, the two brothers. Yeah. What's what's he called? I'm your over uh, over. Oh, it's something. You know. It's like he's just always got to win. Ah, yeah. You know. And it's the guy from this. You know the insurance commercial, and his brother gets mad and. Yanks off the goal off the side of the garage, okay, because he's chaos out there. Ah, yeah. And I guess that's his real-life brother. Oh, no kidding. That they're out there with. Okay. Because he talks while he's bouncing the ball. You know, he's very, you know, yeah, shoving him around, pulling his shirt over his head, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Makes mention that he stole some girl from him in high school. Right. You know, it's one of those guys that just never ends. This is probably somebody who's going to tell me what I'm looking for. No, it's a birthday greeting. All right. But, uh, anyway. There you, oh, look at the time, man. I'm look sorry. at that. Oh, good grief. We got to go. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, see you this has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.